Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, we're getting our LOLs back on today. Remember when we rated the LOLs of shows like 27 years ago? And I would say we could do it again and not not, not a thing has changed. Not really, no. We're just talking about this. Uh, the comedy race here at the Emmys, uh, pretty static, I would say. I don't think you said you, you haven't updated it since we did this months ago. Yeah, I mean, I've I've checked save, but I yeah. haven't changes. That's a, that's a great note. If you're making predictions yeah. on the Gold Derby, just hit save. You don't have to make any changes, and then you will look like you made changes. So it, it yeah. kicks you to the top. Or, you know, you could just, like, change the order of, like, two people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we're talking about comedy. So the big thing, I, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday, another new episode of Ted Lasso. That has been uh, roundly- A long one, 63 minutes. A 63 minute episode that has been roundly, I feel like, by the critic, uh, the critic Arati, what would you call them? The elite elite critics seemingly still not down with the season. I wouldn't even say elite. It's just, it's just critics. I think like there's, I don't know why like anyone, or, or like, I don't know why because a critic doesn't agree with your take on something uh-huh. that you have to paint them as a snob and elitist. Uh, I just like doing and that. Like, and most think, of these people are not that elitist. Well, somewhat. But I think they think they're elitist, maybe. But regardless. That's true. They think they are. But like, if you actually follow them or read some of their takes, yeah. like, not really. And kind also, of most of them are justified in their takes. I haven't read most of them today yet, but I, I, I can imagine what their takes are. And I would just say, I agree. Because uh, <laughs> um, not a lot of stuff working here. So we were talking about this before. Uh, so this latest, I guess we'll say spoilers for the latest episode of Ted Lasso. But uh, again, so I think this is the, is this the 10th episode? It's the 10th. So there's two more. There's two left. This is the anti-penultimate episode. Now you think about a show choice like Succession, which I'm sure we'll talk about just in general. And not to compare Ted Lasso to Succession, but to compare Ted Lasso to Succession. In the anti-penultimate episode of Succession, boy, a lot of stuff kind of happened really kind of sets us off into the last two episodes finally get the reveal of of shiv and with matson kendall versus shiv roman kind of feeling his oats a fascist was elected tom finds out shiv is pregnant all these huge machinations that we've been building towards throughout the season come together in one episode and then we spring off and to see what happens in the finale last two and for ted lasso uh Boy, it's been a, a, happened. <laughs> a lot of a lot of meandering this season, like we said, with these long episodes. And then some key things that I was like, I don't disagree with creatively, but I just am like left a little perplexed. How, how did we get here? Like we knew, I mean, it's not shocking to anyone, even back last season, that they would redeem Nate. No. But it's just like, how did we, like the way they got here, um, just not great bob dot gif uh so nate yeah again spoilers here if you haven't watched ted lasso yet uh don't 
don't be mad at me for saying this. And but I, Nate ends up losing. He quits as his coaching job at West Ham, and now he's he's in a depression and a funk at home, and he kind of ends up reconnecting with his like violin and having a heart to heart with his dad, and all of these things happen, and kind of just are like, I don't, I didn't agree. I, I, I have not disliked the season. And I actually thought this was like one of the best episodes of the season in, in a bubble for certainly I really enjoyed it. I thought there were so many good things in this episode, but I was like, this should have maybe happened in the first quarter of the season. Like, I don't actually don't think you could like the redemption of Nate. I feel like they could have spent more time on the redemption part and like less time on, like, we already know he kind of fractured with Ted at the end of last season, obviously. And then he went, ended the season as the coach of his biggest rival and was acting like a huge asshole. And then like, you could have just had all this happen in the first like three episodes and then had the rest of the season to redeem him, I guess I would say. Not that I'm a TV writer, Joyce, and certainly I don't envy TV writers or even have the skills to be a TV writer. But I was just like, if I was doing this, maybe that would have been my take. Um, it just feels like between, it, it feels like the show is kind of at war with itself. Like it's a very different show than what it was in season one. Mm-hmm. Just the, the length, obviously, um, like they, they still have a lot of feel good moments. Like they, they're still very good at those. The point goes like the, you know, the violin montage over Hannah's speech, like, you know, just manufacturer to make you cry mm-hmm. and feel good about soccer so like they're so good at that stuff um but like now with the long running times especially it feels like it wants to be a prestige drama but it's not willing to let go of its um comedy sitcom roots and the thing with drama and in tv is that there is a lot of tension and twists and friction and it feels like because of the show's thesis statement of being nice too it it's afraid to confront that it's afraid to show like anything like that like it it, it's fine leading up to it like season two building up to nate's villain era but when he actually gets there and goes to West Ham, like we could ha- have had a series of games in the first quarter of the season of them facing off, you know, and even like him and Ted or like him and Will, you know, having conversations. And it's like, we just had that one brief elevator scene between him and Ted. It's like, they're afraid to have these moments um, to like actually show him in his villain era. And instead they just kind of turned it into this <laughs> rom-com and like they're redeeming him via a girl who was previously rude to him and just now they're in love because of baklava i don't know it's it's like it's it's weird it's like manny uh, manic pixie dream girl but with a hostess and and then like with him quitting west ham now it's like they they could have shown that i think it would only work with them not showing it had they worked up to it but because right. they hadn't put in the work it feels like we're missing just even a whole episode of him having this like come to jesus moment like we we see even in this episode roy have that come to jesus moment about keely and then we have that reconciliation at the end but it's like this is like such a huge plot point of the show like nate 
you know, it's literally siloed in off his own corner of the world. He has interacted with nobody from the main cast this season. And it's like, they don't feel like they need to show him realizing after the end of last week's episode that he needs to quit. Like even like a scene of him quitting to Rupert would have been enough, you know? Yeah. I so. I can't I can't really disagree, I guess, but I and, and that said, all of this said, and I think these are very uh I think these are fair criticisms, certainly of the Nate stuff, which I just and, and while I don't think Nick Muhammad is doing anything wrong, he's 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 still great in the role. Um he's Good. doing what he can with it, you know. Like and, no, nobody nobody is bad. And, and the fact that he generates actual I actually I mean you might disagree with this, but I actually he actually generates empathy for Nate, even though I'm like, fuck Nate, right? Like, but like the like, thing is like yeah like what you were saying before like in a vacuum like it's it works like if you just see this girl but like you know coming up to him like he's found love like oh that's sweet and nice but when you think about the overview like the larger picture it's like this like plot wise like the serialized storytelling this doesn't actually work that well and like the thing was like this season one of the best part if not the best part is jamie's arc and that really works. It's because we've put in three years of work into it, right? I, I think Jamie's stuff, and even in this episode, kills. He's so good, yeah. and, like, he remains good. And it's, like, they've done amazing work kind of rebuilding that character and making you feel something for him. And Phil Dunster has done a great job doing that. And with Nate, it does feel like they've kind of just kind of skipped a bunch of steps. And it doesn't... It's also not helped that, to me, again... Ted is Ted Lasso is not the main focus of Ted Lasso. He was not in this episode a whole bunch. <laughs> so that's another issue I had, I guess, where I was just like, again, I don't, I'm like, I get that this is what they're tracking towards, but I feel like if we're going to end the last two episodes with like a big, like the season started with Ted sending his son off back to America and like feeling really bad he's, he's, he's and then like home. sending him, what's that? He's going to go home. And we know he's going to go home and having that conversation with his wife and the wife and his ex-wife or, you know, a strange wife being like, maybe I think it was episode five where it ends with them having a conversation and you kind of are left with thinking like, maybe she'll be like, oh, maybe we could get back together. Right. Or or that's at least kind of inferred. And then going through her relationship with their doctor and all these things that we've kind of now not really thought about for like three episodes. It feels like that will all come back in in the finale and we'll have a big moment where he's going to come back. And I'm a little... I know that Jason Sudeikis will crush it. And I'm sure, like you said, like the individual moments will be good. But I feel like because he's not in it that much, we've been robbed of like building to that moment. And it's just going to kind of drop in on us, just like the Nate stuff did in this episode. And I don't know. I'm just a little disappointed with that. And that all said, I still have not moved Ted Lasso first in my I haven't either. And I'm only more based on the last two episodes which like i said i think i've actually been good in the bubble episodes i'm only more uh sure of it winning <laughs> a third time because i just think people will remember this as when they think back on the season while all of these are valid criticisms i think they're going to be like yeah but the end was great and like that moment when roy had the press conference was cool and this was great and they're just going to be like yes like let's go third yeah win. you know you know what i've always said about movies if we have a good beginning and a good ending people will remember it mm-hmm. and they're not gonna remember much in the middle um and then like with ted especially now you know with a billion shows and um i'm i'm sure they're definitely like i know a, of at least one person industry person who um 
is not a fan of the length of the episodes right. but yeah like they they still are really good ted at executing these nice you know warm and fuzzy moments like that press conference moment amazing emmy clip for um brett goldstein and then and then this week a bunch of other yeah, emmy yeah clips. amazing emmy clip for hannah but like that press conference it, it, it works as a viral clip yes right? you, like and you watch it and like amazing two minutes like what a story but if you think about it a little bit more it's like the whole point of his speech was that um you know we never know what's going on in other people's lives so it's none of our business right but then he just aired his former teammates business to the whole world and they could easily just google and figure out who that guy was you know right. who had a misguided like like you're just airing his business like why dude <laughs> like he just and like the, your whole point is that is none of our business and we don't know what people are going through and i feel like that's something where they could have just changed the identity of that person from teammate to just like a friend like a normie not famous person of roy's and it still would have landed mm -hmm. you know yeah. like maybe it was just his regular friend they were at a bar and then his friend punched him yeah you know so it's like he did not need to be a public figure that people can figure out no uh so. no i mean i have nothing there's no i i, I totally agree I, I at the same time like i really i think i mean to say yeah, positive, but it's, it's still a great moment i think people will remember it yes yeah, so. and i guess i would say like i still think it's gonna win i'm not there's nothing i i i rewatched the bear i think uh I rewatched the bear and I was like, oh, it's great. But I just don't think it's going to win. Uh, I just don't think it is. I don't know. I guess it depends how good the second season is, but like, I'm not convinced it could beat Ted. I'm just wary of it because it is, you know, a drama. Right. <laughs> like, um, but it, it does have a lot of passion. Um, and I think like season two will be bigger um, coming in a month. That, that trailer was released this week choice yes it was and um so it it's coming out the last four days of nomination voting the thing is it's like it, it doesn't need to worry about the nominations it's about the win right I, so i would i'm having rewatched the season and it's funny like you said like good beginning and good ending and i'll be curious to see how the second season plays out with this in mind that was a movie the bear they had kind of fashioned it as a movie, right? Or in the initial stages, the idea of it was for a movie. I think Christopher like the Storer. Bear Cinematic Universe. Well, no, just in general, like they were like, this is gonna. It was envisioned as a movie, and then they kind of turned it into a show, right? And like obviously worked from there. And if you watch it, it's like, man, the the finale is incredible, and the pilot is incredible, and everything in the middle, I think, is good because I think you like the characters and you get to know them. But I'm like. That show is the beginning and end, and that's really it, right? Like, I mean, you could watch the first episode and the last episode and totally understand what's happening. And I'll be yeah, curious because to they're the not they they change they literally change the restaurant in the finale, so you're waiting for the next chapter. <laughs> so I'd love to see how the second season plays out, and if the second season is more like a, a TV show in that regard, even like you know what I mean. Like, I just think there's uh, we'll see. And I was like enthused by the trailer. I think it like it made it look like a completely different show, though, to me, a little. They did so um, at. TCA in January, they had a panel um, and they did talk about um, how, I mean, like I, one thing I love about them is like the 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 powers that be, like they don't really care about the the quote unquote drama criticisms or whatever, My but way. neither do I. And 
Um, but they were like, yeah, we think like, you know, basically paraphrasing, like we think there's more humor in season two. Right. So it's just like, and but like to them, it's a more about like the storytelling and what lends itself um, to the comedy. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah, like we talked about, like, I mean, Abbott remains second in the odds, even though I think we both have the bear second. But I'm like, Abbott, I just don't know if there's enough enthusiasm for it industry-wide to unseat Ted. And I'd say that this is, and this I feel very true, the highs of Ted season three are higher than the highs of Abbott season two. And while Abbott season two might've been a more cohesive season and Ted is obviously not finished yet, I think that Ted still has got like the better moments. Uh, I mean- it's hard to compare them because I don't think the stuff that Ted goes for is what Abbott goes for, right? Right. Like Abbott is just a traditional network sitcom. Right. So yeah, like it's it's very old school and throwback. So I don't know, like it's it's not trying to make you cry, like, you know, every episode for a couple scenes. No, right? but I do think it's trying to Abbott definitely in the, the second half of the season wanted you, it's way more, I think it's more serious within the, it's, it's, it's genre. I mean, you know I mean? They're trying, I think they were trying to. Well, yeah. I mean, like they, they develop the mom storyline yeah. more, but even, you know, with like her introduction to Raji P. Henson, like that it's still, they're not playing it for drama like Ted is uh, with a lot of its storylines. Like That's her true. character is still very comedic. Like the most dramatic scene was the scene between Quinta and Io at a beer industry. Right. And they're arguing. Right. So yeah, I don't I think yeah, it's hard to compare because they're not they're just not they're doing different things. And but it it is consistently funny and enjoyable. Um and yeah. uh it uh I don't know like you know, it didn't do that well in the winter, as we've talked about. Like, it did, it did fine, but mm -hmm. it could have done better. And the bear um, beat it um, at a few places, the guild. So I I feel like the bear has more passion than Abbott, but Abbott is the more traditional winner that they would uh, have because it is lighter and more comedic. So we talked about this, I think, in the column maybe this past week, that Abbott could maybe win three acting awards. And still... I mean, the actors are its biggest supporters. And still, even if it did, I still think Ted would still win series. I just, I think it would be like... Yeah, well, everyone votes in series. Yeah. It's kind so, of like the morning show. We got, what, five acting nominations in season one, did not make series. Right. I, I just think that even with three acting wins for Abbott, which I don't, I'm not predicting, and I actually don't think will happen, uh though I could see it happening. Uh, I still think that Ted would win. Um, and those are the only three I think could actually win. Like, I don't think anything else has a shot. No, I mean, you know, I, I obviously want Barry to win. That's not going to happen. No, and I would say pound for pound, Mrs. Maisel is the best season of these runners. I think the final- I finished the season um, a couple days ago. Really good. Um, I I like the finale. Yeah, finale's great. I loved it. And yeah, I we think... could. Well, what's when it's next week? So uh, yeah, we could talk about it next week. Yeah, or maybe the week after. Yeah, the week after probably. Uh, yeah, it was great. I loved it so much, and I think it's a great season. But I don't think it could win. Barry, like you said, I think you're obviously right. It seems like a lot, like a an acclaimed final season going out on a high. Um, 
love it so much and it's so i've seen they sent seven of the eight so i've obviously seen seven and i after i finished watching that i was like i truly have no idea how it's gonna end and i love that feeling i'm like you have 30 minutes left no clue what you're gonna do with all these threads but seven is coming up this weekend and uh another great highly um just peak stuff from anthony kerrigan again there's a great uh it's not i wouldn't say it's action but there is a car involved and this is the episode with the the fast and the furious shout out which is timely too so a lot of fast and furious shout outs uh bupkis had a big one too a whole episode yeah that was like that i i love that car chase in that one because it was they didn't even try to make it look real (laughs) no it's great and you know it's funny i watched the screener of bupkis and it was like even worse, but they, it's funny. They add, they made it look even slightly better, but still fake, but it was like even worse in the, like the previs or whatever one that they sent around for press, you know, like the not finished version. Um, I love watching screeners of unfinished um, effects. It's great. Like my favorite thing. And then like, sometimes I don't watch the final air. So then I'm just like, if it's a green screen, I'm like, guess I'll never know what this is. That happened with me on White Lotus and we had a rewind. I mean, we when they show- Oh, like the picture, yeah. The picture, I never <laughs> saw that really because it was not on it. You're just like, I don't know. Well, sometimes like some screeners, like they'll, in text, they'll tell you what you're supposed to be looking right. at, which is helpful. Not that one. But some, not all of them do that, so. Uh, and only murders, Joyce? I mean, that comes back August 8th, we found out this week. Um, Which uh, Martin Short already spoiled on their tour like two weeks ago. Yes. And then um, nobody picked it up. One person picked it up and nobody really wrote about it. And then then yesterday they were like, it's August 8th. Yeah, so um, I think that's a good date. Because again, like the bear, it's fine nomination-wise. So it needs to focus on the wins. Right. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll come out a week before uh, final voting starts. Uh, but I don't really see it winning. Like I love the show, but I, yeah. I agree. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping, you know, with the strike that um, we'll, you know, we'll likely probably have a dearth of new content in the fall. I mean, mm-hmm. ABC, you know, had their upfronts yesterday and just their fall schedule, uh, reality TV, unscripted TV all the time, except for repeats of Abbott Elementary Wednesdays at nine. Yes. Um, so I'm hoping maybe like over the winter, only murder can maybe win something somewhere. I don't know, but well, with less stuff, yeah, the idea would be that it could kind of, kind of. I don't know, but I, I kind of feel like you know the bear will probably just sweep or half sweep. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Um, we can just move I'm, for actress choice. I I I still have Rachel Brosnahan in first. Oh, I, I love how you don't even want to try to fill out the other two slots in comedy series. Well, I mean, they're the same ones. <laughs> with, I have I have shrinking, which I don't know if you have. Um, no, because again, I just haven't touched this since like what March. I don't and, know. I, and I have party down on just a wing and a prayer, even though I don't think it'll get in because I liked it. But in our odds, it's Poker Face and Wednesday. I'm just not convinced Poker Face is going to be in there. I so my to our what we do in the shadows and poker phase and i don't even know if either of them will get in so i mean i would say what we do in the shadows and maybe the great have a better chance of getting in than poker face and wednesday i would love the great to get in but i'm not sure and it's never gotten in and it just dropped 
I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't, I just don't believe I'm not buying the poker face. Uh, despite my very much enjoyment of it, I just feel like Peacock, I don't feel like is going to break through yet. I, I just, I, I can see, I, I mean, I can see Peacock breaking through with like Natasha and or the show, but I don't know what else. Like, I don't know if like Ryan Johnson would get in. Um, it has so many guest stars. I still have a couple guest stars, but I'm not sure about them at all. But I just kept it in there. I don't know. I mean, like shrinking, I can see happening. Like it's, it's you know, as we've talked about the the Ted heir apparent. Yeah. I, um, I think shrinking, I feel like shrinking to me is pretty safe because I think like it came out early enough that people watched it. It's Apple. So they're putting a lot of oomph behind it still. And it was well received and like people liked it. And I think if you're, I think the more... <laughs> So I think the more these Ted Lasso episodes are little little shaggy, the more shrinking looks like really well oiled machine. Yeah, um, it's not disjointed. Um, yeah. Thirty so, minutes, you know. And um, obviously, like Wednesday, like we talked about, is like a humongous hit. But I just I'm not sure. Like it is the type of thing that would get him to be. But Jenna, Jenna Ortega, I have getting him, but I'm not sure the show would get in. Yeah, uh, I don't know either. I it if I feel like if it were competing two years ago, it would definitely get in yes. like Emily in Paris and Bridgerton style. What one of the shows I was thinking a couple I'll give you a couple of names of shows I've like I'm not gonna predict, but I was like could was uh one would be Ghosts, which I think we I may have ended up with in, in, in yeah, you had that last year. year. And it's remained like a huge hit. Like people really do watch it, but I just am not sure it has any juice for Academy members. Yeah, I I don't think so either. Um, it's it just it feels like they're just like it's 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 like a blind spot for them. Right. The other one was Jury Duty, which people love. I love Jury Duty, and it's kind of popping in 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 the social media world the last couple of months. I don't know. I'm like, I can't, but at the same time, like, do people watch it? It's on freebie. <laughs> right. So. Um, Jury Duty is great. They really, I, the thing I want, or the category I want Jury, Dirty, Jury Duty to get into is casting. Yes. Because that show would not work without the casting of the actors, obviously, but most importantly, Ronald. Like, they totally lucked out with Ronald. Um, yeah, so. I I mean if I if I were voting I would have jury duty but I don't know like I would love you know I would I would say it's a win if they could get into casting and uh, supporting actor for James Marsden right so it's like and like that's the thing I'm like I don't think like these uh, we're I'm saying Peacock isn't going to have breakthrough and Freebie while it probably has way more people aware it exists is not like a thing that people are really paying attention to I would say right like I don't know. I mean, it, the good thing for it is that, you know, it came out early-ish enough or like the whole show was out and now it just, it all dropped in or it dropped over the course of April and it is a word of mouth hit like over the past couple of weeks. Like I've seen more and more people um, just like tweet saying like, oh, they just started jury duty right? and they love it. So, but you know, they're not voters. No. So that's hopefully voters are doing it too. Um, I don't know. Uh, so that's it. So maybe, I mean, like, 
I think if this was a set six, we'd be really in. I feel like I go six for six if this was just six. Yeah, I mean, I could see, you know, now with the restricted ballot, I I would not be surprised if somebody somewhere got in. Like that's like the this yeah. tiny critical darling, but uh, I'm not gonna go there. Um, no, there uh, is um, there's Schmigadoon, you know, which has to stay here now. Yes, in comedy because it's not a variety scripted. Not series. not predicting that one. No. Um, what about the Night Court? I mean, that I think would go in the same league as Ghosts, a network show that like, while it does have the the legacy Successful. aspect of it, but I'm like, I still think it's like something that not necessarily people are like that super hip to, even though it was popular, like with people. Yeah. And I know it had like past, obviously, success, but I'm just like, no, <laughs> sorry. I just, I feel like it's going to be top heavy and I, I don't, I don't know what else people are watching. Well, that was why, so that's why, like, like, I presume that they have more time to watch things, but I don't know if they are or or they will. Right. So that's why I think the top six are pretty set. And I think shrinking kind of locks in there because it came out earlier in the year and has like the, the, the fact that it is so many like big name producers is like got people paying attention to it, maybe more so. And then I don't know that I think that last spot could be like a passion pick so that's why i want to party down because i'm like maybe enough people really love it if you're big yeah, I mean, the, it's so good. the original did really well <laughs> well no but like the original had now you have 15 it's a different academy let's say right 15 years have gone by and it's like really good they actually did an amazing job bringing it back it's so funny it didn't miss a beat and i'm just like you know maybe it gets in like like andrew riseborough style I mean, all it takes is i i don't rank it number one i don't actually think like they care about these <laughs> revivals and stuff um like you know will and grace the original run was a huge hit they didn't care at all about the Mm -hmm. revival no i yeah you're right and same you know roseanne and the connors too i mean not wrong i'm just gonna keep it there of hope diction uh for actresses like i was i was going to i tried to sneak it in there you wouldn't let me but i'll go back to it now or it's lots okay fine i have I i didn't i didn't make these rules I know you didn't make it rules. I have I have Rachel Brosnan winning, like I said. I, I love her in this season. And I think I'm not convinced Quinta Brunson will win for Abbott. And I just am like, I don't know. It, Rachel is fourth in our odds behind Quinta Brunson, Jenna Ortega, and Christina Applegate. Of those four, of those three, I would say Christina Applegate would probably be a better shot to win than Jenna, certainly. And I could see like coin flip between her and Quinta. I don't know. Between Quinta and Christina? Yeah. Um, maybe, um, I, I would love to see Christina win. Um, and I, I think she can get in cause they've, they, they just like her. Yeah. Like she got in by herself the first season mm-hmm. of Dead to Me. Um, she's a past winner. She won for friends mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Um, you know, they nominated her Samantha who, so, yeah, I I think she she can get in. I don't know. She I mean she has the material like the performance to win, but I I also don't know if like her like if if the show is like strong enough to help her because I feel like that kind of matters. And obviously she has um you know her own personal narrative for lack of a better word. Um, this is her final as she says final on-screen role um because of her ms diagnosis unfortunately mm-hmm. and 
yeah, you could say like, you know, that's would elicit sympathy, but I don't even know if they're like that sentimental about it. Um, well, but to it would win be... or to get her nominated? To win. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like, I mean, like, I'd be very, I would actually be surprised if she didn't get nominated, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I like, I know we talked about, I, we've talked about this, uh, TM. Uh, we've talked about this. I know they don't like to go back to people they've already had win, but Rachel Brosnahan, I feel like, has their reason for why she maybe didn't win again, you know, in the last three seasons. And she's great in the final season. And I just think the show is good. And in, in, in a week, in what I would say is a lineup without a true locked in front runner, she could win. It's funny because this category, I mean, it was a different system, but uh starting with Jennifer Aniston in 2002 until uh Melissa McCarthy in 2011 it we just had one-offs it was like no repeats at all and then obviously we had JLD dominating for six years and then she took a year off and Rachel won um and then JLD wasn't able to get the seventh and Phoebe Waller-Bridge won on the back of Fleabag being a massive phenomenon. And then we had the shits sweep with Catherine O'Hara and then obviously Jean Smart the past two years. Yeah, so I don't, like, maybe, like, you know, without Jean here, who, as we've said before for, like, the past two years, like, she she feels like a JLD who would just dominate um, every time she's in contention. Mm-hmm um yeah it's kind of like up for grabs and i i could make a case for um i wouldn't say all of these people to win but multiple people to win including rachel um because like you said you know there are uh explainable reasons for why she has not won more than once right and and now there is no juggernaut standing in her way and is the last season but i feel like um with with shows that are ending and started their Emmy run as a hit, like, you know, they were winning off the bat as opposed to shows that won later on in their run. Um, you know, obviously Maisel does not win that much anymore. It still gets a nomination. And I feel like that's might be what's going to happen to right. the show. Like it's going to still bring in the nominations, but it's not really going to win um, a ton of above the line stuff at least because there it still has its core fan base but like the casuals have maybe kind of moved on from it um she does like the the finale would be an amazing tape for her yeah really like just, good like a, a major spotlight for yeah. her yeah really good that I, I mean like really good and i think the material is like definitely there for her to win um the other people i have so we mentioned rachel uh quinta brunson christine applegate jenna ortega i have and then Gotta keep my Selena Selena Naders. What do you call them, Joyce? Selenators. Selenators happy. So I have Selena in there, and then what's going to happen if she misses? Don't blame me. I picked her. I don't know. Send a letter to the TV Academy, uh, and I have Elle Fanning in for the grade. <laughs> That's my six. No, no, no. Natasha Leone for me. Um, I have Natasha. Um, I uh think in like a or hopefully in this world too, but in like another universe. L is win competitive. I mean, she is win competitive, but like she could actually win mm-hmm. um, because she is 
as usual, still great this season. Um, but uh, I guess we'll do spoilers for the great. Yeah. If you haven't watched the great, which dropped its entire season on Friday. Yeah. Um, skip this part. Um, Nicholas Holt dies or Peter dies yes. in the sixth episode, but he's still on the whole season um, as his, as Peter's lookalike who then dies in the finale, which is amazing. So he yes. dies. twice. Um, but after that death, uh, just, an incredible arc for Catherine, for Elle. Like she's just, Catherine's in this, she's just experienced like manic grief. Like, and it's just, it's it's so, fun is not the right word, but it's it's great to watch Elle perform it. Right. Um, and then she has a great moment um, in the finale. Like she has, like Catherine finally has this like, catharsis and then she's like dancing around to you shook me all night long so the the back half of the season is just a real showcase for l as she's reeling from the death of peter um so if if they watch it um or even you know if you were in the tape system i would say like she could totally win honestly like she could have won last year under the tape system she had a good tape last year too so i mean I feel like she's safe to get in because she got in. I hope so. I mean, they they got in last year. They didn't get in for the first season. Right. But I feel like it's less competitive this year than it maybe was last year. I would argue. I don't know. This just feels like it really, it really kind of drops off. No offense to these performances, but like for a nomination's sake, I'm just like, I don't believe that there's a lot of other people here who would seriously be considered maybe. I mean, as you know, I had Linda Cardellini for a while. Right. Um, and I mean, obviously, Natasha, like you said, I think you have her. So, I mean, she would get in. She can get in. I don't have her in. Uh, uh, I mean, I could see, you know, like Bridget Everett, like just getting on in passion. Yeah. Like a, a Pamela Adlon sure. situation. If, if it was me, I would put Tatiana Maslany because I thought she was great on She-Hulk. It's a great show. It was so much fun. And she ruled. But I don't think she's going to get in. So I feel like, unfortunately, that show has been kind of forgotten. Yeah. Um, but you when know, was we the best. I look forward to in October. So oh, was that Loki season? Two Loki. October? Yeah, I know it was going to be July, but now it's October. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. Hmm. Uh, weird. Um, I will say She-Hulk is my favorite Marvel show. I would say. Wow. It's so good. It's like really, really fun. Um. Loki season one, a close second. I I don't know what's my I, I like I mean I like WandaVision Loki um I also greatly enjoy Hawkeye underrated mm. I was not a big Hawkeye guy love Hawkeye they you need love to Renner though season. you love Renner I love Renner I I mean like as you know I was devastated um yeah when his accident happened on day. yeah um so. for actor Joyce so while it's not, it's it, it's definitely tightened up in our odds. I think they're neck and neck. But I have Jeremy Allen White just in a. It, to me, it would be a runaway. Always. What you broke up there? What was that? Oh, I've always had him. Uh, just like we were saying earlier, Ted Lasso not in Ted Lasso that much this season. And uh, while Jason has been great in the performance, Jeremy Allen White just rolls on the bear. He's so good. What or or um? What do you think Jason's screen time was in this episode? 
like was it more than 10 minutes because well, i don't it's a 61 minute episode uh i would say 63 less than 10 minutes <laughs> i would say less than 10 minutes i don't even know yeah i think it was less than 10 but i mean jeremy on the bear is just incredible and it's so good and he has i mean again the material in the finale alone would get him i feel like the win just it's an incredible moment in the finale he swept the winter yeah and i feel like regardless of what happens in series like he is I hesitate to say safe, but I'm like, he's, I, I feel like he's pretty far ahead. I, I agree. Uh, oh. the re- we could not spend, a, we will not spend a lot of time on this. I got to say, because there's just not a lot here to talk about. I mean, the other, the other nominees will be probably Ted, uh, Bill Hader for Barry, Martin Short, Steve Martin for Only Murders. And then the sixth spot, I have Jason Siegel, who's sixth in our odds as well. But I think you can make a case for Nicholas Holt for the great again. I have Nick. Yeah. Um, but I would say those are the six, those are the seven people. Uh, I don't think Donald Glover will get in for Atlanta, uh, even though he's ahead of Nicholas Holt in our odds. And then from there, you've got, you know, I don't know. I think people would want to see Nathan Fielder get in, but I don't believe that'll happen. Um, yeah, you, you're, you're not going to go for your guy, Adam Scott for party down. Well, boy, I'd really love to, um, but I'm not going to do it. I just don't don't believe that it could happen. But he's great. He's so good on party down. Um, yeah, I don't even know who like who else is in there. Oh, there's Bob Odenkirk for Lucky Hank, which I don't think is gonna happen. The loan for Tulsa King. Sly? Yeah. You're gonna go there? No. Uh John Larrakat for Night Court. Um probably not, but he has enough Emmys at home you know for the original i mean i will say out of the top again this is similar to series i think the top five are locked and then the sixth we'll see i don't know i mean any of these it would be not a surprise to me if any of the people we just mentioned got nominated but i don't believe it was it was kind of like last year too and then the people who got in were donald glover and nicholas holt right so um yeah i mean nicholas holt could get in again uh supporting actress in comedy this one also feels like pretty pretty balanced i would say or just sad i i, I have the top eight that are in our odds i have uh Shirley ralph hannah waddingham iowa davieri janelle james alex borstein lisa ann walter juno temple and sarah goldberg um yeah i did we talked about this last week i i did think about dropping juno but i did not so so we talked when we talked about this. When we talked about this, uh, TM. Uh, we said like we'll see how she had not done anything really for the first most of the season, but I think the last few episodes, last couple, have been enough to maintain her spot. Um, I mean, she she had stuff to do, but it was just you know off to the side with yes. her firm, and then the the way they reconciled that storyline with like, oh, Rebecca's like, I'll fund your firm. Like, okay. Uh, but now, you know, Roy and Kaylee back together again. Sure. I'm fine with that. I love Roy and Kaylee together. Um, yeah. And I don't have Hannah winning. I still have Cheryl Lee Ralph winning. Now. I moved off of Hannah. I, I still have Cheryl. Um, I've always had Cheryl. I had Hannah. So, and then I was like, now I'm like, no. Hannah was another one who was, she was like waiting for more material. And she got some this week. So um, I'll be curious to see. I, 
I don't, again, like we said, every, every part of the show remains top notch, but I just, I'm like, I think Cheryl's got the better narrative. And I think the stuff that she did in the season of Abbott, they, it feels like they gave her more to do and she was even better than she was in the first season. I mean, they gave everybody, like they, they basically gave everybody an Emmy tape this season, right. which I love. It's so, it's so old school. I, I yeah. love them doing that. Um, if only tapes mattered, <laughs> but um, yeah, she had a lot of great moments. Um, especially the the reveal with about her husband too, you know, um, during mm-hmm. the fire. And I don't if like if Janelle and Lisa both get in, I don't really see either of them like hurting her that much. Like she already proved that she could beat Janelle last year. Yes, you know? and, and I, I can would... make a case for Janelle winning this year. I was going to say I can make a case for Janelle having less to do this year than she did last year. And, and Ava largely wasn't as funny or as successful as a character. No, but she's, she's still the one with, um, you know, like the one-liners. Yeah. But Lisa she's Walter, the loudest personality. <laughs> but Lisa Walter gave her a run for her money, I think this year. And I Lisa would say, Walter. Um, I, I just want her to get in because she's so underrated. Would be great. So, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously, I hope my girl Sarah Goldberg gets back in. I mean, I got her in. I think feel like the other thing that's helping is like, I don't know who would get in ahead of her. According to her odds, it would be she's in, but I mean, it would be Cecily Strong next in line, then Jessica Williams, and then Jane Krakowski. Um, Cecily for SNL, I don't know. She's not, she was never a automatic check like kate mckinnon was and she was only in uh, six episodes mm-hmm. this season that has now ended because of the strike um you know no no one's mad that she's in supporting instead of guest but they're mad about brian cox not being in guest so uh yeah so i'm not sure about her i can see this being snl-less and jessica williams i can see happening if they're big on shrinking. Um, I, I really loved her on the she show. And she has great chemistry with everyone. She gets to play with everyone on the show. Just incredible. Yeah. So and good. Jane is, uh, she obviously has her big number in the third episode. So uh, I think that like with that, I think it's a matter of the actors seeing it. And um deciding that she is their favorite because I I really like season two of Schmegadoo and I thought everyone was fantastic and um I I feel like she might not be like the consensus favorite necessarily yeah you know like like that was a great show-stopping number but I mean like I I love like Chris and Chenoweth and Alan Cumming and like good enough to eat you know like Mm -hmm. Cameron was great um so I don't know. Would be um, maybe a great guest winner. She she's in it too much, but she's not in it that much. Yeah, a lot of uh, like most of them are not. Most of them are not in all six episodes. The only people in all six episodes are, are for sure are Keegan Michael Key and Cecily Strong. Yes, I think Ariana Debose is in three. Yes. She's in the first two in the finale. Like when she came back in the finale, I was like, oh right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and I mean, who else is there? There's... On the show? I mean, Titus Burgess, I think, was in it a lot also because he has the intros. Well, yeah, he's a narrator, but um, 
yeah but then like in this category i don't know like molly shannon is pretty high for the other two but i don't think that's gonna no. happen that's that's just another show that's not on their radar um and i love it but i'm just like i can't justify predicting it no. anywhere really i mean if it happens like that'll be great but yeah uh for supporting actor joyce uh again we talked about this we talked about this already we talked about this in our column but i'm going out on a limb for my final three but the top five i have are brett goldstein tyler james williams henry winkler Harrison Ford and Anthony Carrigan, which are the top five in our odds. And then I'm just going ham and I have Avon Moss Packerack, Phil Dunster, and Chris Perfetti leaving off Tony Shaloub and Nick Muhammad. I don't have Nick either. Um, but uh I I still have Steven Root that I put in months ago. Um oh. and I'm gonna probably keep him there until July eleventh. Okay. <laughs> then change him. But I mean you know the now we finally have the raven because now we have our, our eight-year time drop so everyone's met the raven now he's got he got out of jail um all tattooed up just a hysterical reintroduction to him in this past week's episode right but um yeah i don't know if barry can get all three in again but uh i'm just gonna hope dick them now and probably replace him with harrison ford <laughs> in nice. July. um like like the, with harrison is like someone i'm not like worried about you know no. it's like i know people are predicting him yeah and like i don't even care if he gets in or not but it's like i know i know he's being predicted so it doesn't matter if like i have yeah. him right now or not you i know? get it he's so. fourth in the odds uh yeah i like we've been saying uh brett goldstein on ted lasso continues to roll i see no reason why he would lose for this season and he's got nothing but good material and Tyler James Williams maybe had the episode that was specifically about award season, but he does not have anything like Brett Goldstein, I don't think, in comparison. So I would have him winning. Um, yeah, I I still have Brett in first, um, and he's he's had you know two good back to back episodes between the press conference mm -hmm. and then. Um, him and Keeley, or him reading his note to Keeley. Roy Kent. Together. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, he, he, he wore color this episode. Roy. Loved it so much. Red, and orange, they, yellow. And Roy they G brought back his, his niece, which I know a lot of fans were like mad that she wasn't in it that much. Yeah. But the, the best joke was in that scene when Jamie gives him the jersey. Hilarious. He's like, I, I got them to change the E to a U. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just so good. Um, I, I did think about putting in Phil, um, but I did not. I put Phil in last week and then this week with the moment he has with uh, Sam, I was just like, oh, this is in. He's in. I think if you if the show, people love, to me, it feels like he will get carried in because people do still like the show and they like it enough. I mean, you could have said that for the first two seasons, you know? Mm, I don't, I feel like no, because... He was kind of such a, a jerk at times. And I feel like they really softened him. I mean, like, so, so was Nate and like he was nominated. So it's, yeah, uh, I would, I would hope, you know, whatever misgivings you have about the season, um, that he can overcome any of it. I mean, again, I still have Ted in first. So they, they could still just be completely enamored with it and like don't care about anything, right. um, any of the criticisms, you know. So, um, and yeah but it like 
I I would feel bad like if this is the last season of the show um if he never got in like Courtney Cox <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah I currently only have one Ted person in Brett wow uh, I have the two of them but I don't have Nick and I do have Christopher Fetty and Yvonne Wasmackerack um yeah I put Evan in um I I also thought about in the guest categories putting in like either Oliver Platt or John Bernthal. I have John Bernthal. I've had him in. Yeah, I was like, I can see it overperforming with actors. Also, like his, we want to go, I mean, we could go, I mean, his performance is awesome. He is like a great thing. And like the character is so emotionally impactful, especially in the finale, even though he's not in the, he's in the finale, just his face, but he's like actually in like the previous episode, I believe, or the one before it, uh, the sixth episode. Um, it's just great. I have him in. Um, yeah, so I could see the bear having acting nominations beyond Jeremy and Io. Um, I'm I'm thinking it will. But I I I still have Tony, which you do not. I don't. I just uh, as much as I love the final season, Mrs. Maisel. I just think he's like the third most important supporting male. And while he could easily be a name check, and they could just do it all over again and just run it back, he has not a lot to do. Uh, at all and I think there's like one good scene with him towards the end but I mean compared to like Reed Scott and Michael Zegan he's not nearly as important to the show I don't think that matters because like he's still he's in it enough as a supporting character and he does have enough material as a supporting character like he had a great scene last week when he was (laughs) like he when he couldn't believe that Ethan was not smart um like the whole dinner table scene was great uh with him and like that's like that's enough stuff it's like yeah, it's maybe i it's guess like we need to stop treating supporting characters like they're leads because leads are frauding themselves and i don't mean that he doesn't have enough stuff for, i just think it's not good enough <laughs> just like compared to the other two he's so much there's so much better and there's i don't so i mean i don't think necessarily reed or michael are that much better than him like i think they're all great but i wouldn't say like they're light years better than tony um and i just i like again i feel like it like the show would will still have its core base of fans and i don't really see them deviating from rachel alex and tony whom they've nominated every season i i don't i understand that but i'm just like i don't care i'm just going down with the ship on these people i like more uh and i would love to predict predict reed scott but He's not even in our thing, I don't think. And uh, no one was, but he rules in this season. He's so good. I I mean, I, I would rather Michael get in before Reed since he's I never mean, gotten in before. Michael's great too. I don't, I would love that. The only other person we didn't, one person I wanted to mention before we move on would be uh, your favorite, you mentioned before, James Marsden for uh, Jury. Just an iconic performance. Ugh. So but, good. Um, I don't think he's gonna. But they didn't even nominate him for that to me. No. Two years ago, um, when he was when he came back as um Ben's twin. Yeah. Right, Steve. I always mix up their names, Steve and Ben. I don't remember. Um, yeah, but he's 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 just so good on on jury duty. Like when he does the the jump scare, and then when he finds out he didn't get Lone Pine, it's like which Chris. So good. That's a good meme. I've seen that one going around. Uh, yeah. We could quickly do the guest actors, and I have a couple emails, Joyce. I could read us before we sign off. 
uh are you 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 were out on snl but i have quinta brunson winning here for snl then i have taraji p henson sarah niles who i'm less sure of because she's not been in it at all but i'm assuming or she's not been in a lot but i'm assuming she'll have like one more show up this season maybe based on again like the story that we're telling with ted charlotte mclean iowa to for abbott and molly shannon for snl so i have two snls I have no SNL. Yeah. I, I have Taraji, Harriet Walter for Ted, um, Cherry Jones for Poker Face, Lauren Wheatman for Abbott, Io for Abbott, and Shirley. Um, I went out on Poker Face altogether. Um, I, I don't, I have no idea if she's going to happen or not. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess I could put in an SNL person, but I just did not. I got to say, this does, to me, this feels like a little like a, a category that a lot of people maybe haven't updated based on some of the odds. Why? What's the top six? Top six are Taraji P. Henson, Quinta Brunson, Shirley McLean, Judith Light, Cherry Jones, and Sarah Niles. But like Iowa DeBerry, I feel like should be in the top six and she's like not. Mm, I mean, I... Her episode had already aired by the time we were able to predict. Right. So maybe yeah. people are just, they don't care about her. Maybe. But I mean, it feels like that. underestimate Abbott at your own risk, especially with the actors. Yes. Um, hence, that's why I have both her. Yeah. <laughs> good, good pick. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like uh, they, so last year it's, it's hard because you can't really go off of last year since it was just hacks. And, um and like one only murders oh and ted also too because harry got in last year so yeah there's no hacks this year so it's like are they gonna go back to snl or are they just over snl because snl only got nine nominations last year right um and yeah. then there's there's jane lynch for only murders but she was not in season two that much if you, so it would just be kind of a name check. Um, I did think about Catherine Zeta-Jones when I was doing this initially. I did not do it, though, for Wednesday. Yeah, no, that would be good. I, I thought, what about Jane Lynch for uh, Mrs. Maisel? That's, it's like another one. It's like, you know, one-off. Like, that just, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, for guest actor, uh, Nathan Lane winning, I have here. And then I have the Martins uh, for SNL. Luke Kirby for Maisel, Pedro Pascal for SNL, John Bernthal, and Leslie Odom for Abbott, which is six of the top seven. I left off my boy Adrian Brody for Poker Face, which hurts my soul, but I got it. Um, I have Adrian, I, I have Nathan, DeMartins, Luke, Leslie, and uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> for I SNL. thought of Dave Chappelle, but I went Bernthal instead. Um, I, I could see them just... Like, this is the category I could see them actually doing SNL in, um, uh, obviously with the Martins, but also going back to Dave. Yeah. Like, they don't care. No. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about Adrian. So, I, but then I was like, which um, bear guy should I do? But then I didn't do either yet. I mean, I think Bernthal is a really good, would be a great nominee. And I think you can make the case for Platt, too. Yeah, the problem with like the guest categories, as we've seen, based on their nominees and winners, is like they don't care about these. <laughs> no, and I think they just pick from things they like or watch. Yeah, so that's and then why... name checks. Yeah. Right. So. Um. 
but I I still have Nathan in first Same. to win again. Um, I can see the Martins winning, um, but I I'm not gonna do that yet. It would be a great moment on TV if the show actually happens, but uh, who knows if it will. So. Well, it would be at the Creative Arts, so right. still wouldn't happen though. Um, it like well, it's it's pre-taped and then they air it on FXX. So, but like you know, who knows? Maybe they'll just read the win- winners like in a press conference. So, <laughs> uh, and that's comedy, Joyce. You did it. So I have, I have a couple of emails here. One about comedy. Timely. And actually two about comedy. Wow. I didn't even see wow. the second one I could do. All right. Well, first one is from Larry Martin, who emailed us last week. A first, he was he or they were a first-time emailer. It's a pseudonym. Because if I remember correctly, Larry was a voting member of the striking WGA. Well, welcome back, Larry. He writes he, something here. He has I'm, time to write us. I guess. <laughs> uh, hey, Chris and Joyce. Perhaps, uh, this is Larry Joyce, not me. Perhaps I'm in the minority, but I don't feel Barry is giving me the kind of fulfilling closure I was hoping for in its final season. For the past four years, the lead character has gone on a killing spree, justified or not, and has yet to face the consequences for his actions. Meanwhile, this season, the supporting players seem uninspired, sadly uninteresting, and I question their choices. For instance, why would Sally go off to start a life with Barry, a man who killed an innocent woman as Sally slept as a guest in her boyfriend's cabin? Face it, Barry is a sociopath, that's in all caps. I think this is what ultimately happens when the lead of a series is a likable serial serial killer. Remember Dexter? The writers seem to struggle to bring their anti-hero to justice in a way that feels wholly satisfying to the audience. Would love to hear your thoughts. Just want to let you take that one because I feel like you are the president of the Barry fan club. I am. Um, I uh, don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I would say no. Or especially like why Sally would go away. But I I think they kind of establish that in the season when she visits him in prison um, in the beginning of the season when she tells him, you make me feel safe. Like, I think that was key. You might think that's like a throwaway line, but that's the that's when she walks out when he just keeps repeating it over the glass. Because the premiere started with her going home or actually the finale last season, she was going home and she didn't get that kind of um, embrace from home that she was looking for. It's like she just, you know, she killed a guy in the finale last season and she was actually running away from Barry and she was she was looking for comfort in in her family and then you see the dynamic with her mom who just like does not give a shit <laughs> and um and then her dad is just kind of like like he he like infantilizes her a little bit and and I I think you see in that episode that this is not what she came here for and they're not giving her what she wants so that's why she goes back to LA and she visits him in, in prison and then I and then um in that the fourth episode when she you know she she tries to steal that role from Sean Hader's Mega Girls film from her student when her student uh froze and couldn't recite the the monologue and then Sally does it herself like basically auditioning in front of Sean Hader and that scene is great because the blocking is like because um, the actress runs off and she chases after her and then Sean Hader comes up and then you just see Sally turn and then she steps in front of the actress and then she does the whole 
speech for Sean Hader and Sean is just like yeah so like do what she wants like on screen <laughs> so it's like she just does not acknowledge Sally at all um and I think like that kind of like devastated her and it's like she she just tried to steal like this part from her student and then it's like what am I doing this for like I'm not going to be famous this like this big star that I wanted to be and and then that's the same episode when uh Barry is, escapes from prison and then she finds out that he's escaped and I think like she like that and then you see her realizes like oh she he went he's hiding out in our apartment and she goes there and then we have to time jump so I I think like she like at that point she's also kind of looking for that safety net that that comfort and she has said she feels safe with him so mm-hmm. I think that's why she goes through him and then we we get the eight years and but now in eight years in the future we see that she's unfulfilled in these past two episodes right and so I don't think it's it's weird. I understand why it's jarring for people. So when I, cause I watch all seven screeners, like all at once, I just binge them. So I think I may have a different perspective on it cause I got everything at once. Whereas the viewers are getting it one week at a time, you know? And I know there was, when, when I watch, when, when the time jump happened in the fourth episode, it's like people are gonna be confused. <laughs> They're yeah. gonna wonder if it's like a hallucination which we were getting early in the season or if it's real. And then the fifth episode is just most of it. It's just their home life in the middle of nowhere in this house. And then we get like one scene of Jean um, coming back to uh, ostensibly consult on a film about him and Barry. And so like that, and yeah, yeah, like Fuchs and Hank aren't in that one. And I was like, this is going to be a divisive episode. And it was. So I think it's, it's hard because we're, there's not a lot of time to get used to this new world because the show is over in two episodes, right. you know, so that I get, but I don't think like if any of that is kind of like out of character. And I also think um, like he is punishing Barry. Like he was arrested last season. Um, he, he broke out obviously this season. And I, I guess the thing is because like you could have ended the show last season with him being arrested, but because there was another season, I guess it's like, how satisfying would it be to just watch him in prison for this entire time? Like something needed to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So I understand like that breakout and that breakout was hilarious with Fred Armisen. Um, yeah. So I don't know what was even like the question. No, just that. I think that just talking about it and there's not really a question. It <laughs> seemed like it was just like a, expressing displeasure with the final season i will say i i think and i'm not saying that larry is doing this but i do find that a lot of times i think people who watch shows and we saw this a little bit i think with succession on this last episode too people who are watching shows and then are rooting for people who aren't bad in quotes Mm -hmm. and then feel bad that they're rooting for someone bad then Mm -hmm. kind of like get mad when the show lets them have done that and doesn't punish the person. I think there's like a weird psychological thing that happens with the viewer. And we've seen this for a million years. Mad Men, you could go back to people were so yep. mad that like Don wasn't punished. Uh, even Breaking Bad, I remember like a prominent critic was mad that it ended the way it did because Walter was not given enough of punishment, right? Like all these things you kind of, people get in Or they just minds. want them to be redeemed. Or, or they want him to be redeemed, or I think a lot, I think people, I think they like the punishment because they feel like they've been rooting for somebody bad and then it makes them feel morally right to know that, well, they'll get punished. And then when you don't have the punishment happen, you're like, 
well, I just rooted for some real bad people and now I feel bad, but I can't be bad. I can't be wrong because I'm me and I am a righteous person. I'm not saying Larry's doing this, but I'm just saying like in general. No, no, like that, it, that is a, it's a general vibe um, in the discourse. The, the discord, the, t- the TV watching discourse, I think people do have this like moral rectitude yes. when they're watching things. And like the succession discourse this week was just out of control. Like tr- truly when people are just like, Roman is a Nazi. I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> like, they're all terrible. And like, they always have been terrible. And I think people can't, or like, it's, it's weird because I feel like the like kids do this or like teenagers where they like you see things in black and white. And I think it's hard for people to see that there is complexity in a terrible person, in a fascist, like a, yeah, a fascist with daddy issues. And it's it's like, you're not gonna, that you can still root for or empath, uh, empathize with this person um, and, and see that there are these, the basic human characteristics in them, but also see that they are an asshole, a fascist. Like those are not mutually exclusive. And I think we have to get out of that binary where like someone can only be terrible and I have to hate this person. You can watch something and hate them. Um, I do that all the time. And like, I, and I, I enjoy it. Like I love watching Succession. I know they're terrible people. And, and like with Barry, it's like, they're all bad people too. And I enjoy watching them. And like the difference between those two shows is on Barry, they're all trying to change, but they can't get out of their own way. Whereas on Succession, uh, Jesse has always said his ethos was, I want to do a show where people don't change. Right. Because like the, like a, a human being, like they like to believe that they can change for the better, but we just see time and time again that like, you know, your basic construct, like maybe you just can change that disposition about yourself. And we and see that in this episode. And this season over and over again, we've seen that to the point where I'm like, this is why I think it's good that it's ending because I think it would get a little too repetitive because we've seen, it feels like we've definitely seen the 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 proverbial football pulled away from uh, these characters and the audience, I think, over and over again. And I think if it would have gone on a little more, it maybe would have come slightly. Yeah, too- I think people want to see um like wins for these people um and or like someone actually be good enough or do something you know highly um acutely business-minded that'll make them worthy of being ceo and they just fumble it time and time again it's like yeah because they're bad that's the whole point right like you know um but yeah i agree and i think the the finale is going to be uh divisive for barry or succession or both for succession again i have no idea what's going to happen on barry's finale um i i won't comment until after the the penultimate episode on succession i don't know what's going to happen on succession at all honestly so i mean i i I, the other my other (laughs) i'm not think i don't want to go into a succession and i love the season i would say personally while there were great moments this was my least favorite episode of the season the last one but I would say I think the the fact that they did not the fact that everything is happening in such a condensed timeline to me I think has been not the greatest 
narrative choice. I understand why they did it because he wanted to have the funeral towards the end of the season. And if you kill Logan in the third episode, then you can't really just like say like six months have passed or whatever. But I kind of wish they had more space between here a little bit than what we've seen. And I think that's kind of like affected a little bit of like what we're seeing. Um, I I think it's definitely affected how people, if you're not paying attention, um, take in certain elements, like specifically the pregnancy. Certainly that. Real time has just been a, not in real time, in the show's timeline, it's just been a week. But in real time, in our world, it's been a whole month. Right. So it feels like, you know, in like this episode when she tells him, or like my dad just died. Um, like to us, it's like he died a month ago, right. but like to her, it was a week ago. And like, right. you understand, like to, like, if you remember that, then you realize it's like, she, she's not just kind of like pulling out like the dad, uh, the, the dad card, um, to do this to him. Uh, but I oh, do she think she is, she is, but like, it's also like, it's, it's timely enough. It's not like right. it was a month ago. Right. Um, and you know, Tom is also completely justified in questioning whether she was telling the truth about the pregnancy. Yeah um yeah uh yeah. and last email address and you can email us at slugphysicgoldderby.com we got to get more emails here folks so i love reading them from our regulars including david l who's back again david david is our number one stan it's so. david l again sorry if it's awkward having the same emailer every week it's not david we love you but i always love hearing your opinion on things my questions are does the restricted ballot limit the number of nominees that are allowed in the lead comedy categories how is it decided if one of the lead acting categories has more than six? Joyce, I'll let you take it. It's uh, the, the, oh, so, I mean, I think that's, I think he's asking about the proportional rule. Yes. Right, not the restricted ballot. He's saying, is it possible after a few rough COVID years, will we finally see a year again where lead comedy category can have more than six nominees again? Well, that just depends on the submission. That's the proportional ballot rule. That's the proportional so, I mean, rule. There is... I think you need um, explain this yeah. more than so it, the number of slots. So comedy series and drama series are fixed at eight slots, but all the other categories, the number of slots are determined by the number of submissions. So they yeah. broke this down in on like their rule book. Um, I don't even know if I can find it right now. Uh, rule book. But basically, so they, I think you need more than 11, not 11, 81 submissions in uh, a category to have more. Okay, so here I found it. Okay, so nomination procedures. This is in the rule book that anyone can find. Just Google it. And uh, nominations will be based on the number of submissions received in each category. So voting starts June 15th, and that's when the ballots are released. And then we can all count up how many submissions are there in each category and determine the number of slots. So 20 to 80 submissions, five nominations. 81 to 160 submissions, six nominations. 161 to 240 submissions, seven nominations. More than 240 submissions, eight nominations. They started this three years ago, this proportional rule. And... Yeah, so comedy series, drama series fixed at eight. Um, and then they also try to achieve parity. So if uh, like the both 
like if you have two you have a comedy supporting actor and actress let's say if one qualifies for six and another qualifies for seven then you go with the higher one right um so like so it'll be even in that way uh and yeah that was like does he think the do i think the restricted ballot would affect the slot no, i think he's asking or, that and i think he's saying will there be more than six then allowed for well leave? it just depends on the submissions so if there you need more than 160 for seven slots there there will it's it's hard for the lead categories because there's usually just one or two leads on a show right but that's why we have like seven and eight in supporting because there's a ton of supporting people right um, and that's also why I think we're still going to have five in limited series. Yes. Because there's just like not, not a lot of limited yeah. shows. So uh, you can email us at slokemessicalderby.com. Joyce, this was great. I guess we'll be back next week talking about something else. Drama, maybe again. Who knows? I mean, it's a succession finale. We'll see. All right. Well, that's the lead up. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, we could just do in two weeks. So many things will have ended. A lot of talk then. Ted Lasso ending. Everything is going to end next year. Hazel, Barry. Oh my gosh. And then just finales in general, like Yellow Jackets. A great time. Uh, All right, Joyce. Come to that. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.